Hello, and welcome to Home Comfort Tactics. My name is Eric Gans. And if you don't know, I'm an energy auditor, and I've done over 2,000 energy audits in the state of Maryland since 2018. I've been in all types of houses, some built in the 1900s, early 1900s, all the way up to newer builds. And when I sat down and I wrote a mission statement for this podcast, it went something like this. The podcast is to break through to homeowners and help shape a new way to think about your living space, which can absolutely transform your quality of life. And I know because I went through the process myself, and I can honestly say that it has helped us a lot, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without the knowledge that I gained from going through certifications and also from being in the field and doing energy audits and seeing all of these problems in different people's houses. So again, this podcast is really to try to take some of that information that I know and pass it on to you so that you don't miss you know, these great opportunities. So if you want to start your journey today towards better home comfort, I've got a fall bucket list of things that you can do to not only make your home more comfortable, but also you can learn a few things along the way as well. So I've got 10 things on my list, and today I'm going to discuss five of them with you. And they're sort of do-it-yourselfer, the first five are the do-it-yourselfer things, the things that are going to be a little less costly, things you can do on your own. And then next time, I'm going to do a list, the remaining five, that are going to be a little bit more on the heavy lifting side. You're going to need maybe to get a professional's help. All right, so the first thing you can do if you want a comfy home Something you can do this fall before the winter sets in. And if you live on a crawl space, it only pertains to you. But you can block and seal your open crawl space vents. Now, you may be saying, Eric, what are you talking about? My crawl space needs to breathe. No, your crawl space does not need to breathe. You want to keep as much outside air out of your crawl space as possible. End of story. That's the best way to think about it. Keep all as much, I should say, of the outside air from entering into your crawl space as possible. So if you're summer humidity, you want to keep the humidity out. Winter, cold, we want to keep the cold out. And the easiest way, the first step to doing that is to block and seal your vents. Now, why? Why, Eric? Why? Because of the stack effect okay and the stack effect it comes into play for a lot of the reasons why our homes are uncomfortable and when it when when talking about a crawl space it comes into play because when you have a house that has warm air that is being generated whether it's through a boiler or whether it's through a furnace or a heat pump Of course, we all know as young children that hot air rises, but here's the thing that, you know, we don't know and we're not taught that a lot of times that warm air is escaping very rapidly in a lot of unseen places on the inside. But when you're up in the attic and you kind of look down, you can see them clear as day. 
And as the warm air is escaping through the ceiling, it's creating a positive pressure. And what happens down in the lower point, points of a building, you get negative pressure or you get air getting drawn in. So this is the wintertime. And when that happens, obviously, you're going to be getting cold air streaming in. And the reason why cold air streaming into a crawl space is problematic, not only is it throwing your energy bills off, making them higher, but our feet are so sensitive. And when your feet are cold, then your whole body feels cold and the whole house feels cold. So you want to kick up the thermostat and it's sort of like this vicious cycle. So again, open crawl vents if you got them, block them and seal them. And if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, I'm going to show you what that looks like. But if you're listening, all you have to do is get yourself some rigid foam board and some great stuff and a knife and cut the pieces to size and seal it up. And don't be afraid to use the foam, but here's another tip for you. Make sure you use gloves. Don't use foam without gloves. I've done it and it's not good. <laughs> all right. The next thing on my list, and this again is all about um, how to make your house more comfy for the winter and things you can do yourself. So recess lights, if you got them, I want you to seal them. Why? Because recess lights are leaky. They're gateways to the attic. They're going to allow that warm air, as we were previously discussing, escape through them into the attic at a high pace of a rapid pace, which is going to create problems for you. And there's two ways to go about sealing your recess lights. You can cover them and seal them from the attic. If you're not wanting to get in the attic, that's not your thing. Then the second thing you can do is you can buy little LED retrofit kits. And essentially what you do is you just unscrew the light bulb that's there now and you plug this little sort of light bulb piece that you know screws in. It's got a couple wires that come down. You snap it into the LED dish and then you can sit it up into the ceiling flush. And it's just gonna create a little bit better of a barrier you know, between the inside and the outside at those particular locations. Okay, the third thing you can do is you want to make sure the flue or the damper in the fireplace is shut. I can't even tell you how many times I've gone out to an energy audit and I poke my head under the fireplace to take a look at the damper and it's wide open. And sometimes, you know, I ask the homeowner and say it's been like that for years. And the reason why that's a problem, of course, is back to the stack effect and pressure. If you leave a wide open giant hole through the chimney up to the outside, then obviously then air is going to find its way in there and it's going to go right up and out. So in a lot of cases, I was also thinking about it. I've had to actually report to the homeowner and usually in newer houses that I think the biggest problem you're having in your house with comfort is due to the fact that your flue was open because it's such a gigantic suck of air that you're getting a lot of draftiness and residual problems. So again, just make sure that for the winter that your dampers on your fireplaces and in your chimneys and things like that are closed when not in use. <coughs> All right. Next thing, the fourth thing that you can do yourself in the unfinished portions of your basement, if you got one, is seal up 
the rim joist. Now, the rim joist is the way I like to describe it when I'm not in front of people is it's the space at the very top of your foundation wall in the basement right below the floor above. There's a space about 10 to 12 inches and that's the rim joist. And what you're going to see if you take a look down there is a lot of different types of mechanical going through the rim joist to the outside. For example, if you have an air conditioning unit, a condenser outside unit, then that unit always has an AC line that runs to the inside unit. And it's a refrigerant line and some power core and some other stuff. And essentially that needs to enter the house somehow. And usually they put it right through the rim joist. And nine times out of 10, that's a very leaky spot of a house because it hasn't been sealed properly. So that's just one example of a place at the rim joist that you want to seal up before the cold weather sets in so that you can make your house a little more comfy and cozy. Now here's a little tip for you. One way to find some of the leakier areas at the rim joist is to look for spider webs. Spiders are instinctually making webs where there's air flowing. So when you see a lot of spider webs in a particular area, you can pretty much bet that there's a nice size hole or there's a few cracks in that space. And those are the places that you would want to target the most. But if you want to just do the, you know, bare minimum, Again, look for any type of penetration that goes through the room joist. For example, the AC, possibly plumbing. If you have gas, maybe you have a gas line that goes through. You get the point. Okay, the fifth and final thing on my list of fall bucket list of things you can do to make your house more comfortable. Sorry, Rocky. Is... Seal up your hatches. So any access point to your attic, whether it's in the ceiling, whether it's in a wall, possibly a pull down stair, we want to make sure that those areas are properly insulated and sealed. You can't just put a bat insulation on top of your push-up hatch in the hall and drape it over top and expect it to work. And the reason why you have to do a meticulous job in insulating and air sealing your hatch is because I did a recent study, and I'm going to take a second here and break it down for you, where on a thousand foot square foot attic with 18 square feet of no insulation, it took the R value from R17, which isn't that great, down to R13. So in a th let me repeat that. In a thousand square foot attic, 18 square feet of uninsulated area brought the overall R value from R17 down to R13. So that's why it's really important to make sure that those access areas get special treatment. And if they don't, then you are going to suffer through a long, cold winter again. Thank you for watching Home Comfort Tactics. I hope this has helped you. Next episode, I'll get into the five things that are a little bit more of the heavy lifting, but also really important and can take you a long way. And here's another little secret. None of the things on my list have anything to do with windows. Thanks for watching.